Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent. I'm here with Alan and uh, we're recording this in the morning. I don't know when you listen. We hope that you take some time to listen maybe as you're driving to work or or, uh, during your day, but we appreciate that you do take time to be with us. So good morning, everyone. Yeah, (laughs) You know, it's a Friday morning and there's probably things we could be doing, but this is what I want to be doing this morning is uh, talking to pastors and church leaders. We want to see you and your church endure. That's why we do this, and we are so glad um, to be here with you today. And uh, today, Trent, we want to talk to you about how do you help assess the health of your church? You know, good leaders ask good questions, and it's important (laughs) for us to always be asking questions today. And so we want to talk a little bit about through some of the questions that you can ask people in your church, if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, to help to help understand and get to the, the health of your church. So, Trent, what do you say? What do you say we tackle some of those questions today? Yeah, let's ask some questions. I, I think this is important. And just like Alan said, good leaders ask good questions. This is something we want you to be able to do. Uh, and I think you know, it's tempting for pastors and leaders and churches to kind of bury their heads sometimes and not get, you know, because we don't want to hear somebody griping or whatever. But it's it's really important that we do this. And so um, you, when you ask good questions, you find out really what's going on in the heart of your church. And, um, so, Alan, who, who do we need to ask these questions to? Because I think it's important who you ask as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly any different group that you ask is going to give you a different perspective, you know. So you're probably the first people you're going to ask if you have anyone else on staff, you're probably going to going to start there. I would think you don't kind of want to know what your staff thinks. And then your whoever your leadership group is, whether that's deacons, um, elders, you know, I, every church is set up so differently. But you probably want to know um, from your leadership teams, you know, what their thoughts are. You know, but who else would you ask, Trent? Well, I, I think a good group in your church to ask would be your teachers, your Sunday school teachers or Wednesday night teachers, who, whatever classes you have, ask those people because they are leaders and they, they know a lot about their specific groups that they're reaching out to and teaching. So I think asking Sunday school teachers or whatever classes you might have, asking those teachers, you'll get some really good insights. Yeah, well, Trent, what do you think? You think it's okay to ask like the children and youth as well? I mean, is you think it's they are insightful um, and can provide oh, yeah. benefit to that? You betcha, Alan. Uh, in fact, I not only would I ask them youth questions and and children, but I would consider putting youth on some of your committees and and stuff like that. I think that there's they have a lot of insight that they can share and help us to see. Um, what things we need to be doing in our churches. So, yeah, absolutely. There, That's a great group to ask questions of. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about there's a leadership void in our churches today. Um, maybe it's because we've not trained up any. You know, we've mm-hmm. not helped prepare them to know what it's like to be a leader in a church. And so it is important to uh, raise up a next generation of leaders and let them, letting them see how healthy churches move forward or, and how unhealthy churches become healthy. So we want certainly want it want to see that so really and you know and you can go out and you can just ask different people in the church maybe who aren't any of those roles too that's going to give you an even different different perspective 
you know, and I know that in, in some cases you might ask some of that to someone to come in and secret shop, but they're not going to know the intricacies of this. And so what we're talking about really is what do your what are your own people's observations regarding the, the health and the ministry of your church? So that's really what we're getting at today. So yeah. think about mostly those leadership groups and the people who, who know maybe a little bit more than just the the average person who's just marginally involved. Right. Well, and, and these questions that we want to share with you today, they're not yes and no questions because we want you to get way more out of these than just a yes or no. We want you to get a story. We want you to get the, the heart of the person that you're asking that will hopefully reflect better and help you to know um, better about your church. And so, so Alan, let's, the first question I, th I think is really important. I mean, and it may seem like, well, everybody knows this, but not everybody. Why does this church exist? Just ask, ask your folks, you know, those, those groups that we just talked about, ask them and see what they say, because it may surprise you and it may scare you at the same time, but it will help you to know what to aim at teaching wise. Yeah, it's amazing to me how, how much time we'll, we'll spend um, forming a mission statement. This is who we are. This is why we exist. And we'll form those mission statements and no one in our church can, can say them. And half the time pastors can't even repeat what they are because you make a mission statement and then you've moved on to something else uh, down the line. You know, last week, last week we talked about moving targets. Sometimes we do that with our own mission and purpose. And so why does the church exist? Can people give you a clear cut answer on that? I would venture in the in the, the more healthy the church, the more likely it is someone actually does know the answer to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. Um, and this is something that your church should know. Um, they should understand why do we exist. We talked about that last week's podcast, that our target is that we are to glorify God and we're to make disciples. And so, you know, your church needs to know why, why are they there? And why are they a church and not a you know, some social group, you know. So that's an, a great question to ask. And then I kind of, I love this next question, Alan. I just think this really can show you a lot about the church. And so the question is, what gets this church excited? Yeah, that that is like the ultimate Trent question. You know, Trent, you put this <laughs> list together and you put, you put these initial questions together. That is like the ultimate Trent question right there. And I love it because that's, that's one that you, you've asked me, you know, what makes your church excited? And, mm -hmm. and that is, that's just kind of who you are. You want to see what, what's the cause of celebration in a church, you know, and, you know, healthy churches get excited for, for the right things. And, uh, Man, when someone gets saved, when someone gets baptized in a, in a healthy church, man, that is a cause of celebration, and we never ever take that for granted. Yeah, I, I love that. And and this, you know, when you ask this question, it should give you your, the people you're asking it a a chance to to smile and and it's like, oh, let me tell you what we do. And 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 so this is a great question. It helps them to to share with you what the really the heart of the church is and how they get excited and what they're passionate about. So Alan, what's the next question? Yeah, you kind of flip that question a little bit here. So what gets you excited 
um, in this mm -hmm. church. And that's, that's going to be different. You know, I've had people give, kind of give me a really great answer before about what, what gets the church excited. But then I'll have someone say, well, you know, um, you know, different, different things. Well, when we sing, when we sing these songs or, well, that makes me excited or this or that, you know, and it, all of a sudden it kind of changes and, and they're not necessarily on this, on the same page. And then sometimes they are. Yeah. Well, we get you excited, man. When we see new people come in and, and all, all the growth and, you know, and you see that. So different, different answers for different people. But what gets you excited in the church? Why do you think that's an important question, Trent? Well, you know, it, it shows me, does this person feel like they're part of the church? Um, are they aiming all at the same things we talked about in our previous podcast about targets? Are they all aiming at the same thing? Are they all passionate about the same things? And so uh, this really can tell you a lot about that person individually. Yeah, I will tell you one of the more common answers you'll get to is um, a lot of people, I think in, in really healthy churches, they get excited about their small groups. I think that's an area where you'll see um, a church that has a vibrant small group ministry. That, that'll be one that gets talked about an awful lot. But I think it needs to feed back, and you need to funnel that back into, is that small group getting excited about those things? So you may want to focus back in and kind of come back, well, what makes your small group excited? You know, so that's you might want to double that back in because I know that's that's an answer I've gotten a lot when I ask that question. You know, yeah. Trent, there's another question. What ministries is the church doing? What, 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 where does the church have its hands out in the community? Yeah, I, I think this is important. It really does show you the heart of the church and that it, it shows you what the church is active in doing. Um, and it, it will also, if, if you get no response, well, that should be a really telling tale. Well, we don't, we just do church. Well, does this, and I think you asked me this question years ago, if the, if the church were to close its doors, would anybody in town notice? You know, um, I think that's such a, 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 you know, if the church is not involved in the community, not doing ministry of some sort, it's going to die, first of all. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a great question to ask. And then that, that leads, you know, you talked about the excitement over small groups, Alan. And that next question I think really will tell you a lot about that small group is what ministry does your small group or your age group do? Yeah, it's important. You know, I've seen so many churches find ways to stay involved and, to, you know, even as people, maybe they're not as mobile as they used to be and they can't travel as much, but, and they're still involved. They're still finding ways to do things and calling people. I always think about a lady named Ruth in my first, uh, in, in, when I was in seminary and attending a church, and she called everybody. She was confined to a nursing home, but she called every church member on their birthday, and she wished them a happy birthday. And man, when, by the time you were done talking to Ruth, you could have had the worst day of your life, but you were, you were just lifted up. She made you feel good. She started a nursing home a church service. I mean, and she stayed on that pastor to make sure that they had a nursing home service. And it was awesome. I mean, that was that was just special to see. And it reminded me, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in the season of ministry. We need to be active doing ministry, serving people. Well, and 
Miss Ruth, she may not have been able to participate in the worship at church, but she was actively involved in the ministry of the church. And I love that example. That's so good. So let's let's get into the nitty gritty here. Now let's get into some questions that um, it may be hard for somebody to answer, but who was the last person baptized in your church? Now, yeah, Trent, you know, it's so sad. So, so many of our churches don't baptize anybody. Mm-hmm. We don't see a single life uh, changed. One of the first things um, I was ever taught when I went to my first church was a gentleman um, who's in the role that I'm in now uh, came to me and said, you know, the best way to keep your church moving forward is to keep the baptismal waters stirring. And I will tell you, if I go a long time without baptizing someone, it really bothers me. It really yeah. just kind, of, kind of gets all over me. Well, and the other side of that is also true, Alan. I've heard it say if you want to keep conflict away from your church, you keep the baptism water stirred. Um, because when people are, are focused on that, that, you know, reaching out to people and converting people to follow Jesus Christ, then there's, they don't have to worry about the other job. And so I think this is a big, important question. Who is the last person baptized in your church? And hopefully it's, you know, if they can't remember, it's because there have been so many and that they don't remember all that have been baptized. But most churches, that's not the case. You know, I think it's good, too, to ask yourself, who is the last adult baptized in your church? Um, mm-hmm. Just to think about that, too. You know, is it is it? Is it just internal conversion or, or is there some external conversion going on as well? I think that's an important question, um, kind of a sidelight question to ask on that. Well, you, you know, Trent, you also want to see people adding to the life and ministry of the church, making a commitment to the church. And I always did new members classes. I didn't want to just take people, you know, randomly saying they wanted to join the church. But um, it's important to let our church know that new people have joined the family. Um, I think a lot of churches fall short in this area, but um, it's important too to, to ask them, who, who's the last person who joined our church? Yeah, I, I love that question too, because, you know, there it's not always by baptism, but maybe God moves somebody to your community who's already a follower of Jesus Christ and, and is planting them. I believe God calls people to, to churches just as much as he calls ministers to churches. And so this helps you, as you said, to tell you who's on the team, who's in the the family. And so um, who is the last person to join your church? That's a great question. And and hopefully they know. Um, And hopefully there's been somebody recently and they don't have to think back years and years to to get to that point. So the the last question that we have here, and, and I said, I get ready to tell you the last question. I want you to be thinking, what are some questions you would like to ask people in your church? And be, send those to us so that we can add them to the list. But the last question, Alan, is what things are the sacred cow of your church that you dare not change? Yeah, sl- slaughter that thing. But um. Yeah. <laughs> sacred cows make the best hamburger that's right that's right (laughs) you know it it is um it is amazing the sacred cows that that we run into you know i'm in that situation now where i get to i get to go visit a lot of churches and one of the ones i see i see i see a lot of placards in churches Mm -hmm. i see those things where this was given by so and so so that tells me 
you ever want to get rid of that, it's going to be hard. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a fan of putting placards in churches and things like that because they do. They tend to become, they tend to become uh, sacred cows and want to steer clear of that stuff. But churches get them. It, can, it doesn't have to be furniture or any of those other. It can be, it can be a program we fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a, a, a Sunday school class that um, may need to change, or, or even a, a person. You know, if, if you ever were to suggest that this person not teach a Sunday school class anymore, or this person have a different role in staff, ooh, man, you can get shot and killed right there. Yeah, churches churches have funny ways of growing comfortable and growing familiar with something. I mean, and we we all we all fall fall into that. Um, uh, I remember um, a few years ago, I loved shopping at Costco, and they got they they had their hot dog, and then they they had their their Polish dog, and I liked the Polish dog, and I didn't like their hot dog, and they said they were going to stop selling those, and I, I was I was mad. You're getting rid of my hot dog, you know, you're the one I like, you know, yeah. and, and I, I was so put out with them and I thought, well, there's my sacred cow, right? You mm-hmm. know, um, it's not my business. It, it, I mean, they, they get to sell what they want to sell, you know, and mm-hmm. they probably had their numbers to back up what their decision and the reason that they made that decision. So, you know, uh, we, we all have them. We all have those things that we prefer and that we like and, you kind of got to let them go. Trent, you know, when I think about the questions and the uh, way I, I like to summarize some of them, too, is I always like to ask people, um, you know, what are three things that that we should never stop? You know, and, and of course, worship's going to be one of them. They'll probably say small groups. But that third one, all of a sudden, that's probably the most informative one. Yeah. And then, you know, I always like to do this three thing. And then what are, what are three things that you think we should stop doing, mm-hmm. you know, stop and, today, yeah. yeah. And that <laughs> I can tell you if they're under, if they're under 50, they're probably going to say business meetings, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but you don't, but you just don't know. Um, and, and I think those can be really informative just to kind of think about, you know, giving them a chance to, to have some open-ended, like, I don't have a clue where this can go kind of conversations like that. And it ties into some of those other ones, but I, th- I think that's kind of the way I like to frame a lot of them. I like those questions, yeah. And and again, it's, remember we said at the beginning of this uh, podcast episode that good leaders ask good questions. And the whole point of this is so that you get to know what's going on in the heart and mind of the people in your church. And so we've, we've listed actually more than eight uh, for you to be able to ask. And so uh, we want you to, you know, take some time. Um, I always tried to have a, a meeting with different age groups, you know, check out the what the kids and youth are saying. Have a, have a few minutes to get together with donuts with those children and ask them, what do you love about church? Man, we have got the best donut place here in Jacksonville. So if you come down to Jacksonville, Texas, I just want you to know I'll, I'll take you for some donuts, man. I know where, where I know where to get those. 
too. So we don't have donuts very much here. I don't know. These people are way healthier. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. We have a donut store on every corner around here. So uh, I mean, if, if there's a, if there's more than where two or more are gathered, there's a donut place somewhere nearby. I can I can promise you, promise you that. But we we uh, we love being here. We love asking questions. Uh, Trent and, Trent and I are certainly. Uh, we do this because we care about you. We want to see you and your church endure. And you probably have some great questions that you're asking, and we don't know what they are. So, Trent, how would they uh, reach out to us uh, to share their questions with us? Yeah, um, we really want you to connect with us, um, you know, whether it's to come and help you or for you to help us. We want you to send us some information, maybe those questions you have. And so you can do that. Uh, you can find us at EnduringChurches.com. You can find us um, on Facebook, of course, at Enduring Churches. And you can also email Alan, A-L-A-N, at EnduringChurches.Consulting. Or you can email Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. The whole point is to, to start a conversation and get to know you. Um, and it's not all about us helping you. Sometimes it's about you helping us. And so we thank you for that. And we thank you for that you take time to listen to our podcast. And we really do hope you'll share it with someone else and maybe you find some value in it. Um, maybe you laugh at us and, and hey, it starts your day off with some humor. Then uh, make sure and share that with someone else. That's right. We're here because we want to see you and your church endure. And we're grateful that you take time to, to join us. So please uh, share this, pass this on to others and catch us next week when we're back to help you and your church endure.